This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris well, what better to talk about on a Sunday than a little uh, police beating that resulted in a guy's face getting turned into hamburger and ends up dying a couple days later. I'm sure you've heard different versions of the story. Maybe you've even developed your own opinion. I remember uh, at the time that it happened, watching the Rodney King beating, and uh, I wasn't immediately drawn to his defense, quite frankly. Those The circumstances of the Rodney King beating were a little different, but there were certainly uh, some similarities as well. The first irony of this, I guess, is that, you know, we, we've been led to believe that this issue of people getting beat up and injured in police custody, assaulted, I think it would be accurate to say that, right? People getting assaulted... Uh, in police interactions and getting hurt, we were led to believe that that was because of white racism, that uh, bad white cops were beating up on poor defenseless uh, black men in particular. And none of that is true. (laughs) So you could start there. Uh, It wasn't a problem of white officers. That's completely shown in this case where it was all black officers. And I know that CNN came out and said that that was still a result of white racism because even the black cops have been conditioned to believe that the value of a black man's life means nothing. Absolutely no data or anything, information to support that other than some blabbermouth up on CNN saying it and then it becomes a headline because it's so ridiculous. I think we should uh, blame the Russians. It's clearly Putin's fault, isn't it? And Trump, they all have it. It's all interrelated. What was it? Uh, I think I have the story here. There's another doozy out there, Jane Fonda. <laughs> I don't know what kind of mushroom she's doing. She's living in like a nice little fantasy land. I think she was on The View or something like this. Can you imagine? I hope they cleanse the place afterwards. I don't know these people, how you, you could even associate with such a... Uh, hatred of America-filled wretches. They really are. These people would slit your throat in a second. The Jane Fonda, she says, when you really understand what's going on, you know, knowledge is power, and, and when you see the truth, you realize that the misogyny and the homophobia and the racism, it's all interrelated. And she's, the, 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 uh, uh, um, the information that she cites to, to back that claim is that you only see minorities uh, living in um, uh, uh, areas that are polluted. So how's that go with misogyny and homophobia? You're telling me that the only people living in, in polluted areas are um, non straight white males are the only people that aren't living in, in polluted areas? That homosexuals and women, uh, if we're misogynist, are just sticking them all down in the... In the <laughs> Uh, the funny thing about this, too, to me, you want to talk about ignorance. You know, these these areas that have become crime-ridden cesspools, like Kensington, you hear me talk about. 
um, where you know a lot of these types of police encounters take place. Why, there's my first question with this this uh, um, uh, Tyree, uh, what's his name here? I don't forget Tyree Nichols. You know, where where did this take place? Where was he at in the middle of the night? This uh, choir boy, skateboarder. Uh, photographer, everybody loved them. It's always the same story. It's just this, 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 this the most wonderful, nicest guy on the planet. Uh, he was going a little too fast. This was his crime because he was in a hurry to get home so he could get in bed to make sure he made it to Sunday school, if you believe the news. Uh, I don't believe any of that. Now, I'm going to tell you, you know, I watched the video, um, and it, to me, is deeply disturbing. I'll just put it right out there. I found the the cops' actions to be completely unacceptable on many, 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 many levels. You know, so while I don't really believe that this Tyree Nichols was quite the choir boy that they said, and I believe that there was something that led to that encounter, and that there was a reason that why he was running beyond just his fear of the cops, and I'll just say it, I think he was probably high as a kite if I had to guess. We'll never know. We'll never know skateboarder, artist, maybe he got into a bad bag of weed. I don't know. These things happen. People don't like to talk about it, whatever. Maybe maybe he got a little weed and somebody put a little fentanyl in. Hey, hey, you want some good? This, this stuff happens. It happens. So who knows? Does it directly matter? Well, it certainly matters. Does it change the fact that the, what the cops did was completely uh, inappropriate? No, it does not. My question, I was like, what police tactic uh, is punching uh, somebody in the face? Like, what what does that, first of all, it's a horrible move. It's a horrible defensive move. It's a horrible offensive move. If the police need to rely on blunt force, which you kind of want, right, because you can't be shooting everybody all the time. In the case of uh, this Tyree Nichols, he was in handcuffs while they were beating on him. And um, I generally start to lose respect for that. You know, at that point, you know, I've, I've, you know, we've had situations we question, you know, uh, some, uh, you know, horrible criminal and the police catch up with him. Well, they just shoot, right? Just a nice clean shot, no custody, no, no trial, just done. Well, you can't have that going on. Joe Biden, when he was in the Senate, gave a poetic speech on this after the Rodney King thing. It was actually a time when Joe Biden made a little sense, if you can believe that. So it's true, though, right? You don't you don't want the cops doing that. You kind of do, but you don't. It's, you can, you, they can never allow it. This is one of those things that will never be allowed. You may turn a blind eye to it occasionally as a, as a necessary evil or something. But you know, when and where is punching somebody in the face a proper, appropriate police tactic? And it does go on a lot. And I know cops that they like to fight. They like it. They like that adrenaline rush. And they know they have the upper hand. They all think they're so tough, and they're really not. Some of them can fight pretty well. I mean, this is why they get into that line of work. It's like a badge of honor. Uh, I think they, they develop hatred and animosity towards some of these people, which is why I brought up about Tyree's real background. It's a real issue. I've said this. They know these people. Was that the case here? I don't know. The, the cops on video, uh, I don't believe that they felt that they did anything wrong. 
If you watch, now people, you know, the public watching, they said, look how smug and content. I believe they didn't feel that they did anything. One guy's bragging about, I was landing haymakers on them. And that just stuck out. I'm like, where is that in the police training? To get a guy handcuffed, and what, if he's mouthing off or he's not fully cooperating? Uh, at that point, it's passive resistance. He's in handcuffs for the most part, right? He's not, he's not putting the officers in jeopardy, really. And so where does the police training step in to say that you punch, start punching him in the face? Let's say he tried to run while he's in cuffs. Maybe somebody who's a cop knows. You know, what's the protocol? To, if, the, if a guy's running, is able to get away, with, you know, he, I think he'd have a hard time running with cuffs on. But, you know, somebody probably figure it out. Guy takes off with cuffs on, headed towards traffic or something like that. Or, you know, maybe he's got a knife in his hand. What's, what's the protocol? punch him in the face? I just can't think of a single example where that is a proper, appropriate police tactic. The problem for the police in this uh, is that, first of all, half of them are defending the the police probably, right? That's the first thing. Um, And that makes it even worse. But this does so much damage to respect for law enforcement because Nobody wants to see their their child experience this or have to deal with it themselves. Um, You know, the the video that I saw was still cut up a little bit. You never seemed to get all the facts and details. I guess you got to go to the, you know, the the, the news does this, I think, on purpose. Oh, it could be this. You have to wait to find out. Stay tuned. Keep your little beady eyes glued to the boob tube. They can just fill your little mind with whatever. Anyway, I I think these cops are in big, big trouble, Uh, probably all five of them. If you believe the uh, racist calls of being black officers, it would be interesting to see. There's people on Twitter already making the point that when it's a white officer, it takes weeks to get a charge. And with these guys, they charge them like the next day. I don't think it was quite that fast. Big cops, too. They're all about six feet. All seem to be, you know, pretty solid builds. And beating on this dude, just wailing on him while he's in cuffs. I don't see how that plays out well. So then... I also don't see how it's racism. I really don't. Uh, I think there's a lesson here. I saw on the news, uh, no, it was a a Twitter video, a black woman, very anti-white, very worked up, uh, you know, talking about our people getting killed. And they said, you know, just comply and this won't happen. And you see now that's not the case. And um, I almost wonder if the cops aren't planted in there. They do this stuff on purpose. To it, it actually, in a way, if you think about it, like strengthens the police indirectly. Right? They'll get more money in, more resources, more overtime in all these places. Uh, it's really counterintuitive in, in that regard. Now, I find the other thing that's funny about this is that the protests and the um, and some of the things going on and uh, Dan, uh, our buddy Dan out in Chicago, he sent me a link to uh, Gateway Pundit talking about the protesters and the involvement of Antifa and then that it's going on in other cities as well. 
And uh, really, you've got you know people around the world that are getting fed up with this kind of brutality and and attacking people. I just you know, to to me in this modern era, especially with the with the um, the, the stun guns, whatever you want to call it, you know, we have this technology. Um, I can't believe the police haven't invested in, in other technology besides just handcuffs. There has to be like a, a simple device to incapacitate and move somebody. I can't believe somebody hasn't come up with that yet. You know, we're putting people in cuffs, which is uncomfortable, causes pain, maybe by design, I don't know. Uh, certainly used that way, sometimes for good reason. Well, let's tighten these up a little bit and you can think about slowing your roll. Oh, I started to say, you know, if blunt force versus shooting is going to be the approach, you know, why aren't they carrying sticks or clubs? And and I believe that the use of those was not meant for head and face. That's not how those devices were used. You go up and crack somebody on the back of the leg, and, and let me tell you, it hurts, and it incapacitates them because that, that muscle now is, is hurt. And it's quite a bit harder to be running around and, and doing things like that. Crack on the back of the arm. Let's we'll see if you keep flailing your arms around trying to throw punches. Very effective and non-lethal. Punching somebody in the face. I don't quite get it. I really don't. I don't understand the when you watch the cop continuing to beat on somebody. Um, maybe somebody can explain what that is. Is it? That they've developed such a hatred for the for the person on the other end, callous dis- disregard, abuse of power. What would you say? I'm sure it could be any and all of those. These cops, as best I could tell, because all five of them, um, they were they were all jacked up, and it really did go from zero to a hundred quickly. And I've seen this with cops. You get these young cops that they want to make a name for themselves, and everybody wants to be a hero. And uh, I could tell you firsthand stories of stuff I've seen cops do stupid stuff uh, because they, you know, they wanted to be the, the first in on on something or, or something like that. There's guys that live for that stuff. And in the in the Tyree Nichols case, and I'm not real sure on this. It's not like I did some big deconstruction of the whole thing, and I don't plan to. Um, the first two cops there, I guess, were just a little jacked up, and then uh, he got nervous. Like I said, I think he was probably stoned. I don't know why they don't disclose that stuff. And he was acting like a nut. He really is because, you know, they're like, oh, he put his hands up. He was complying. But he was it was like immediately like uh, and he's, you know, flopping around like a, a fish out of water to some extent. You know, it's like uh, I told you the lady that, that was stoned and she hit me on the on the at the red light, and uh, I said I'm gonna have to call the police. The police, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, yeah, you're not fine, and we're definitely calling the police. That's kind of how it was with this guy. Now, like I said, I'm not saying that any of that warrants the, moving from that to punching in the face. I, I don't understand it. Anyway, uh, you got these protests now. Uh, happening in multiple cities, and guess who's involved? Well, the tried and proven Antifa. And uh, who knows? You know, and there's multiple of these groups going on. I think some of it's international, uh, Israeli groups, Russian groups, Palestinian groups, others as well. Um, I do believe this is a, a terrorist attack. I do believe it's a real threat to our, our, uh, our security of our cities. 
whether they're domestic or foreign, is really irrelevant. I think the unions are involved on some level. You see these teachers, professors, you know, who's doing the organizing? Maybe not directly the union, but it just seems like they're all, you know, belong to some uh, public sector union, ironically, anytime we see any that are caught. Dan says that the Justice Department should use the RICO Act to prosecute the group. And uh, he says, but the Justice Department is probably one of the organizers. Uh, it sure seems that way. What happened to the uh, – Dan and I were following this, the, um, the the blue shirt guys. Remember that? The, the white nationalists? It was like it had FBI set up written all over it. You see it all over the place. So who knows how much of that is going on. I don't know. It's nasty. We're gonna Now we're going to go through another one of these periods where this is going to consume the news and – you know, we're going to hear all these very passionate pleas that just to reinforce the white guilt that somehow as a straight white male that I need to feel guilty about five black cops beating some stone black dude down in Memphis to death. I don't know that I really care that much, quite frankly. It's not that I don't care because, uh, I mean, to me, if I was a legislature, if I was an elected official, I would simply be saying, why don't we have a law that restricts the use of strikes to the head and face, period? If if that is going to happen, it has to be a, an act of deadly force, just as if it was with the firearm. Same, same level. I mean, especially, you know, even in MMA fighting, you don't strike to the head when somebody's down or incapacitated like that. You kill them. That's what happens. It's it's a deadly blow in most cases. You're wailing on that dude's head. He's got his his head his hands behind his back. Every time you pop him, it's like another concussion. His brain is bouncing off the inside. That's what he died from. It wasn't the swelling in his face. It happens a lot. Why are cops punching people in the face? Period. Stop. Shouldn't be happening. Only as an act of deadly force, right? You feel that your life's in danger. This guy starts fighting with you, gouge his eyes out, cut his throat out. I don't care. But this guy's in handcuffs over a traffic stop, for God's sake. What are you doing? Makes no sense. And now we've opened ourselves up to this uh, wrath, whether it's justified or not, or whether it's you know genuine or not. Now we're going to go through all this. This is the trigger for it. And, and to me, the cop, they know they're on camera. They're, like, messing with the cameras. Not messing with them. He's, like, adjusting the angle. And, the, you know, the cops are they're, they're talking on camera. Oh, I was landing him and bragging about it. And then you look at it. I wonder what they're thinking about it now, what their lawyers are saying. Ooh, what the heck? What kind of training program did you guys go through? What's happening down in that precinct that you guys th- thought that this was all okay and it's right on camera and unapologetic? Nothing. Crazy to me. Absolutely crazy. The guys, the five cops, um, you know, like I said, all five, all physical guys. And uh, I wonder, too, uh, how the lack of diversity on that. Why is anybody talking about that? Maybe there needed to be a white cop in there to, to break things up a little bit. Anybody think of that? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's the white guy's fault. Crazy, right? It's my fault. It's Trump's fault. It's Putin's fault. Somebody else's fault. It's just, it's all about money. It's really all these groups are doing. It's all about money and and getting their way on something. And Tyree Nichols isn't going to come back from the grave, sadly. 
You're not going to undo this, so nothing's going to change there. But they'll use it. They'll use it to get money out of white people. Money's probably already flowing. Black Lives Matter donations are, I'm sure, surging. Who knows? The Tyree Nichols family, maybe there's a GoFundMe. Maybe they'll get a couple million dollars out of it. It won't bring back their son, but the money will flow. Money, 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 money. I don't know. And we'll get blamed for it. Uh, there's an article here from The Hill. 20, 2024 will mark 24 years uh, since uh, Republicans won the popular vote in a presidential election. And I guess they're saying that Bush was the last time. Uh, so it's been 20 years since Democrats have been uh, stealing the elections, basically. This is really a big problem if you look at this division. It's not going to go away. You, if you look at the bl- blue and red on a map, and you can see it when you drive around in election season, you go around the urban areas and they're largely Democrat, highly populated urban areas, all Democrat. Then you get out into the, the rural areas and it's all Republican. Um, the Republican Party here where we're at is pretty much irrelevant. The only relevancy they have is bowing down to the Democrats that are in power. And there's a ton of infighting going on with the Republican Party here. Uh, No consensus on much of anything. Uh, There's a lot of people involved in the Republican Party here that I'm going to tell you are just nasty people that I want to have nothing to do with. They're not Republican. They're not committed to Republican ideology. They're complete frauds. They sell out to the Democrats, and they're just plainly... Uh, nasty. I've seen all kinds of, this is Republicans, just to be right up front. Maybe it's happening here with the Democrats in our area, but I've seen no evidence of that, no direct evidence of that. I've seen different shenanigans with the governor's race and things like that. And we all know what's going on with the ballots. Uh, I don't think that the, the, um, the numbers are at all right. If these voter rolls all got cleaned up, I think this is a big lie that the Republicans are not winning the popular vote. I think Democrats are frustrated that despite their cheating, that the Republican cheating has pushed back enough to balance it out to some degree, uh, but it hasn't been enough, and of course the Democrats are getting more and more savvy. But the fact is that the country's been voting Republican, the biggest, and frustrated with the Republican Party that nothing happens over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. McCarthy, we'll see. Let's see what he does. You know, the, the, what, what we call radical Republican today was like uh, fairly moderate at one time. Really amazing. Now it's considered radical. Uh, the, the, the election issues have to get straightened out. I don't really even understand how we're benefiting from this two-party system anymore. I don't really hear much different talk out of Republicans and Democrats. They do a great job of making it sound like one is this or one is that. And it's all BS. It's all complete BS. These things come through. They're not being generated by the political parties. They're being developed by these think tanks and these independent groups that gain influence largely. Trump was one of the few that came in with his own agenda. That was part of the whole pushback. Anybody that comes in with any ideas to get anything done, they're going to automatically fight with you because they didn't think of it. This is what we're dealing with. This is what's consumed our our political class. It's a complete waste of time and resources and utter destruction. The evils of government, the founding fathers could have been could not have been more right. We as human beings, I told you these stories last week, you know, people's lack of ability to get along. 
If you want, I was reading a story about this, and and I know people have different feelings on this. Go try to get on an airplane and try to see if you could get somebody to shift shift the seat just to make it better for everybody, and it'll never happen. Excuse me. No, I was here first. You know, um, I, you know, I'll see somebody that's four foot two taking the you know the exit aisle seats that I like to sit in, and I, I mean, I don't even ask. You'd be like, you know, people have nothing about asking me to move. By the way, I've literally, is there any church you can move there? They can't fit next to me. So we can't even communicate to board a plane, and you think people are going to communicate when it comes to huge resources, national defense, and powerful military and, and things like that. It's like it, 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 a necessary evil at best, right? It really a true statement. And so even, even if you were going to come into the system with this just common sense, sense, nonpartisan approach, and you watch how quickly that gets buried and burned and discredited and, and not even considered. I've seen it over and over again firsthand. Take the uh, uh, Trump's effort to simplify the tax filing. You remember they were fighting with him on that? He was like, I'm just going to raise the standard deduction, take out all this hocus pocus. He capped the real estate tax deduction on luxury homes, right? That was a tax against the rich and simplified the, the tax filing. He, in fact, he simplified it greatly. And people were arguing about that. How do you do that? It was just because it was Trump. Well, you know, I don't, if he's the one doing it, I, I think I could. He's got something up his sleeve. It's just, yeah, it's called less taxes and less time filing. It's quite some trick up his sleeve, huh? I literally heard people say them. Well, I don't. I just don't trust that guy. Okay, I, I'm not saying you should. But, you know, if I'm standing out in the rain and the guy says, hey, have a raincoat, I'm going to take the raincoat. You know what I'm saying? Now, maybe you don't trust them. You're going to say, I'm standing outside hungry. I'm going to do something. I don't know. They poison me. Well, I mean, at that point, if you're going to die of malnutrition, maybe you say, I guess I'll take my chances and eat it. I don't know. Anyway, stupid analogy, I know. But you can't. It's so hard to get anything done politically. You got to ram everything through pressure, pressure, pressure. It's nuts. It really is. Because if they're not getting something out of it, they're not interested in it. You'd be like, hey, listen, I can solve world hunger, uh, free unlimited energy for everybody, um, and endless supply of food and and fresh water for the entire planet. Electric, food, water for the whole planet, unlimited, it'll be totally free. Came up with this incredible solution. We, We drilled a hole into the Earth's core, and we got this special little well uh, you know, we call it the, the the well of the Almighty, and it's just this magical thing we produced. And you would see pushback. <laughs> uh, nah, it's going to destroy jobs, the fossil fuel industry. What'll, what will farmers do with the if food? The abundant food is just like falling like manna from heaven. Nah, I don't think we could have that. I'm not seeing that. I'm not kidding you. That's how bad it is. You think that the government is good, the Democrats are good. <clears throat> or that some Republican's going to help you? I don't think so. Hopefully, if anything, we get some uh, some of the spending cut back with this debt ceiling stuff. Where's the talk about that? In fact, isn't that interesting that they start talking about debt ceiling, right? That they're going to uh, tighten the reins on Biden, and all of a sudden, we got burning in the streets again. Isn't that ironic? 
Very, very ironic. Oh, you're going to cut the flow of money? Well, we're going to put a little pressure then. What a distraction. Because this debt showdown thing is like the biggest political story right now, especially the timing of it. But suddenly the news is consumed with other things. Suddenly the NFL is big again. The Eagles are going to the championship. Everybody's saying, are you going to watch the game? No, I don't watch football. Why are you asking me that? I don't know. Uh, Trump allowed back on Facebook and Instagram. Meta announced. There's something weird going on with this name change, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The government was more involved in Facebook than we may ever know. It's not Facebook anymore. It's Meta. Meta announced it's allowing former President Trump back on Facebook and Instagram, ending a two-year suspension. But he's going to be carefully watched, and if he breaks the rules, they won't hesitate to suspend them again. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he goes back on these platforms. I will not. Uh, I've been lurking around on Twitter watching for things. It stinks, really. Um, I really just uh, plug into it once in a while uh, to see where the energy is and, and see what some people are thinking, including from the other side, which is what I did for the Tyree Nichols thing. I went and looked at the leftist posts. And, um, you know, it energizes that, that side. It really does. To that end, you have to really wonder about the timing. And, and uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, the cops, just like the cop out in uh, Michigan, the guy that um, uh, kneeled on uh, George Floyd, he's appealing, saying he didn't get a fair trial. And uh, you watch. I bet you he ends up getting out at some point. Bet you. Who knows? Who knows what happens with his life? Can't even begin to say. Can you imagine? You know, this is your job. You go to work. And then next day you're in handcuffs over something that you did at work. We wonder why we're having trouble getting cops. I'm not saying that it, you know, it shouldn't it shouldn't happen in some of these cases. I'm not saying they shouldn't be held accountable. I'm just saying, you know, suppose you're at work and you're dealing with this uh, this real class A scumbag, and he he spits on you or headbutts you, and or whatever, right? Cuts you or you get stuck with a needle. You know, I don't know about you, but you know, I, I have a bit of a temper. I have a limit. Crack right in the face. Mother, you know, people lose control sometimes in these situations. You get all jacked up and there's a group of you and it's dark and, you know, the, everything. Just, and all of a sudden you just you let, let loose on an elbow or a knee to the face or something that wasn't necessary. Or, you know, in the case of this Tyree Nichols, a barrage. I wonder what the cops are thinking about the whole thing after the fact, really. Crazy, right? Their lives changed in an instant. You know, now, are they bad cops? You know, some people are like, you know, it looks like, somebody said, uh, one of the posts was it looked like a gang beating. You know, were these gang members that have infiltrated the police department? It could be. You know, all these changes of hiring practices. No, it's going to be more equitable. And Okay. Yeah, you let me know how that all works out. I wouldn't assume that the cops weren't uh, on something either. There was an accident here between two cops from two different jurisdictions, like right on the municipal line. And because there was an accident involved, I guess they tested both of them. And they both tested positive for having drugs in their system. So 
don't tell me there's not a problem with the cops doing stuff, right? You're going to work through the night shift. Eh, I'm just going to do a little bump. Keep me up nice and easy. Maybe you pop a little pill, whatever you're into. I don't know these things, but, you know, I know there's things to, to help people. And you're doing shift work. It happens to nurses. Same thing. You find out that they're like uh, functioning drug users, really. How much has the push for diversity actually created more of a problem with our police? Uh, a big write-up here in the Epic Times. Military's uh, push for diversity harms warfighting ability. Has the push for diversity harmed uh, uh, policing ability? I have to think that it has. I don't know. It's big issues. And I think that this issue in policing, very simply, should blunt strikes to the face and head and probably some other areas, groin, spine, should not be allowed. You crack somebody in the back, in the spine, with a nightstick or a baton, and you can you can absolutely uh, uh, you know um, you know sever their spine and they be uh, unable to walk. Uh, horrible, really. Well, why are these police tactics? Like I said, I think you could make the case that uh, as a last resort, um, just like uh, you know firearm, that the you know the police officer or, or there's life in danger. Okay, then you go ahead and you know kill the head, the body dies. I got no problem with it. At a traffic stop while the guy's in handcuffs, you're punching him in the face? I can think of no excuse that that's going to be allowed, really. What kind of training did these cops have? Like I said, big physical guys. Were they football players? Were they gang members? I don't know. What were their backgrounds? Did they know each other? Did they work together a lot? They certainly worked well as a coordinated team that night. Very interesting. And they were they were geared up and prepared for what they were doing. What was that all about? I'd like to know more details on all that. One of the things that Biden brought up, he was on the Senate floor. This was back, Rodney King would have been in the 90s. And he said, if the, if the cops are beating on a guy who's a, a convicted murderer, a known murderer, does that change the circumstances? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, I think it does in a big way, you know, uh, up until the point where the handcuffs are applied, you know, I think that, that, that those strikes need to stop. That should be the police training. Are they getting training on how to deal with their emotions in those situations? I can guarantee you it's very little at best. I got a lot more to talk about. We're going to wait till tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about Ukraine. Uh, they're sending tanks, certainly seeming to escalate things. Russia has Ukraine surrounded. They've been, uh, they've been, Russia's been pummeling uh, Ukraine with missiles like those cops pummel, pummeled Tyree Nichols' face. Wow, look at the parallels. Those cops, maybe it is white racism after all. Maybe I had it wrong. No, it's Putin's fault. It always is. Putin and Trump, blame them. God willing, I'll see you back shortly. I hope to see you there in the meantime. Make it a great day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.